Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to again empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.com. Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here. I am solo today to wrap up the theme of the month, um, which has been on the topic of compassion. Uh, perhaps some of you were able to read all the incredible articles that came through on our blog. And if you haven't, please tune in or please read. <laughs> please check out our website where you can uh, just see all the articles that are written um, every month, every weekend. And um, so lots to read there. But, you know, compassion is something that honestly is a practice. Um, one of my mentors likes to say that it's kind of like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, but of course, sometimes the hardest person to have compassion with is yourself. Ain't that funny? <laughs> and, uh, you know, as I, I, I was trying to think, you know, what was I going to be chatting about today? And I decided I'm going to share some things that I've gone through this month. And then I'm also going to read a chapter from this book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Uh, this book really came to me at a point in my life where it was the time when I was trying to build a relationship with myself beyond my relationship, beyond my mind. You know, I think a lot of us can relate that we live in our minds a lot, when in fact, like we are our whole body all parts of ourselves is us but because we love to think and so many of us are addicted to think it can be difficult to try to get into your body and and I'm not promoting disassociation at all from your thoughts but just to realize like you know we are more than what we think and also more than what we feel so i hope this this excerpt from this book anyone listening to remember that that you are more than your thoughts you are more than your feelings and even though it's absolutely necessary necessary to understand thoughts feelings and all that sometimes it's just important to take a moment to just exist and just be and just have compassionate for what is and have compassion for what isn't either a lot of times things happen to us that we really wish weren't happening. Um, but I like to think, and I do like to subscribe to the school of thought that if I'm going through something, it means that I have, that I, that I should be confronting it 
and learning from it. So, yeah, so this past month was amazing. Uh, we, but also difficult. Uh, this past month, we at OIF wrapped up our events for this season. We had our Love Yourself Expression event, which was in attendance the most people we've ever had, um, the most funds we've ever, ever been able to raise. And uh, as many of you probably know or assume, but assume Craig, you know, we, we love the, we want to pay all of our collaborators. And so we were able to do that uh, with all the funds that we were able to gather and so it was just a wonderful way to just close off the season finale of our events. Um, we worked so hard at creating a loving space um, of expression. And for me, you know, as this, the person that's been doing these events for a while, to see how far we've gone with our limited resources and everything, it, it just makes me so grateful. And I just want to say thank you so much. Huge shout out to Ferguson's downtown for believing in us. Um, you know, our for that event, we started off um, at Juicy Beach, which was this vegan um, restaurant, juice bar close to UNLV. Um, that's where we did our very first event back in December of 2018. And then we went to Velveteen Rabbit. Then we went to Artifice. And then now Ferguson. So it's just amazing just to see the growth. And again, we couldn't be doing this without all of the community support. Um, and yeah, it's been amazing. Um, and I wanted to share that. So on the day of the event, um, Personally, I was going through a variety of things. On that day, my dad was going to surgery. It was getting surgery done to remove um, a hernia. And then on that day, I also found out that there was a very high possibility that my sister um, has breast cancer. It wasn't completely sure, right? Um, so, you know, I went into the day of the event with that knowledge. And I think just the excitement of the event was able to just kind of get me to be present. Um, and then, of course, you know, the day of the event, like I had so much emotion of just so such excitement and gratitude and just happiness of just seeing how well everything was running. But of course, you know, in my heart, I had the worry about my dad and, of course, the worry of my sister. Um, so even, uh, so yes, yeah, so, you know, and then of course it was really hot. <laughs> so there was that too to deal with, but it was great. You know, we made sure everyone stayed hydrated. We had a green room. So all of that was fine. But what was very interesting was that at the end of the night, I was just tired, right? Just the excitement of, of everything from the event to, to all that. And then of course, then the heat and then of course the worry of my family members. And at the end of the night, I just broke down crying, you know, after everyone had left and it was just some of, some of us from OIF left. And I just, allo I, allo I allowed myself to cry and I was held by some of my dearest friends and I saw how far I've gone because maybe in my past I would have just like held it in, you know, 
and I wouldn't have allowed myself to feel and to experience my emotion and to be held and to be to to allow myself to receive love and compassion from again dear friends um you know that I think a lot of us you know I I say this because I I this was kind of my train of thought before that you know, maybe I I couldn't be received, or maybe I would only um, reserve those type of emotions for my significant other. Um, but you know, this whole past year, I've been developing a new relationship with myself, and as I don't have a significant other, and I've been relearning what it really means to love myself, and a lot of that too is allowing other types of love and compassion to enter into your life and to allow again to to receive love and care from people that love you maybe they're 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 not your significant other but they love you um so you know even though it was a difficult moment for me you know at the end of the night because of all the all my worry with my family and what have you um it just felt so wonderful to be held by community and and again, it just makes me so grateful that we've we've been we've been creating this uh, space here in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> out of all places, a safe space to 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 feel to love and to have compassion, and and that love, you know, just transcends from the folks that are in LYF into the programming that we do and the events that we do and. You know, to experience it firsthand is it's um it it just feels like such a blessing. So, you know, I wanted to share that because on that day I experienced a variety of emotion from pure bliss to such deep sadness. And I feel like that day demonstrated life. Life is such a spectrum of emotion and Sometimes things happen that you wish wouldn't be happening, right? But then there's always something too to be grateful for. And again, even though that moment was difficult for me to experience such sadness because of the worry of my family members, I can look back at that day now and just reflect and be so grateful that I had my community to hold me through that. So, you know. Whatever you're going through presently, I hope that this story shows that sometimes all it takes is to allow yourself to feel and then more and then even further than that, allowing yourself to be held by love and compassion. And that really compassion starts with you allowing yourself to experience that for yourself one day at a time. And then that grows. And then before you know it, you're being held by people that love you. And it's okay if you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or all that. There is so much love to be felt in so many different ways. So I hope that story helped you wherever you're at in life, whatever you're experiencing, knowing that you are held by life because you are alive. And I can guarantee you that there is someone out there that wants to hear your story and wants to be there to support you. So there's that.
So um, now I'm going to share just the first chapter of The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And uh, like I said, this book came to me in a very important time in my life. And hopefully these words help you too today with whatever you might be going through, learning, experiencing, whatever it is. So here we go. Part one, Awakening Consciousness. And then chapter one, The Voice Inside Your Head. Shoot. I can't remember her name. What is her name? Darn. Here she comes. What is it? Sally? Sue? She just told me yesterday. What's the matter with me? This is going to be so embarrassing. In case you haven't noticed, you have a mental dialogue going on inside your head that never stops. Just keeps going and going. Have you ever wondered why it talks in there? How does it decide what to say and when to say it? How much of what it says turns out to be true? How much of what it says is even important? And if right now you are hearing, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any voice inside my head. That's the voice we're talking about. If you're smart, you'll take the time to step back, examine this voice, and get to know it better. The problem is, you're too close to be objective. If you have to step away back and watch it converse. While you're driving, you hear internal conversations like, Wasn't I supposed to call Fred? I should have. Oh my God, I, couldn't, I can't believe I forgot. He's going to be so mad. He may never talk to me again. Maybe I should stop and call him right now. No, I don't want to stop the car right now. Notice that the voice takes both sides of the conversation. It doesn't care which side it takes, just as long as it gets to keep, to keep on talking. When you're tired and trying to sleep, it's the voice inside your head that says, what am I doing? I can't go to sleep yet. I forgot to call Fred. I remembered in the, call, in the car, but I didn't call. If I don't call now, oh wait, it's too late. I shouldn't call him now. I don't even know why I thought about it. I need to fall asleep. Oh shoot, now I can't fall asleep. I'm not tired anymore, but I have a big day tomorrow and I have to get up early. No wonder why you can't sleep. Why do you even tolerate that voice talking to you all the time? Even if what it's saying is soothing and nice, it's still disturbing everything else that you're doing. If you spend some time observing this mental voice, the first thing you will notice is that it never shuts up. When left to its own, it just talks. Imagine if you were to see someone walking around constantly talking to himself. You'd think he was strange. You'd wonder if he's the one who's talking and he's the one who's listening. He obviously knows what's going to be said before he says it. So what's the point? The same is true for the voice inside your head. Why is it talking? It's you who's talking, and it's you who's listening. And when the voice argues with itself, who is it arguing with? Who could possibly win? It gets very confusing. Just listen. I think I should get married. No, you know you're not ready. You'll be sorry. But I love him. Oh, come on. You felt that way about Tom. What if you'd married Tom? <laughs> if you watch carefully, you'll see that it's just trying to find a comfortable place to rest. It will change sides in a moment if that seems to help. And it doesn't even quiet down when it finds out that it's wrong. 
it simply adjusts its viewpoint and keeps on going. If you pay attention, these mental patterns will become obvious to you. It's actually a shocking realization when you first notice that your mind is constantly talking. You might even try to yell at it in a feeble attempt to shut it up. But then you realize that that voice yelling that, but then you realize that's the voice yelling at the voice. Shut up. I want to go to sleep. Why do you have to talk all the time? (laughs) Obviously, you can't shut it up that way. The best way to free yourself from this incessant shatter is to step back and view it objectively. Just view the voice as a vocalizing mechanism that is capable of making it appear like someone is in there talking to you. Don't think about it. Just notice it. No matter what the voice is saying, it's all the same. It doesn't matter if it's saying nice things or mean things, worldly things or spiritual things. It doesn't matter because it's still just the voice talking inside your head. In fact, the only way to get your distance from this voice is to stop differentiating what it's saying, stop feeling that one thing it says is you and the other thing it says is not you. If you're hearing it talk, it's obviously not you. You are the one who hears the voice. You are the one who notices that it's talking. You do hear it when it talks, don't you? Make it say hello right now. Say it over and over a few times. Now shout out, now shout inside. Can you hear saying, can you hear yourself saying hello inside? Of course you can. There's a voice talking and there's you who notices the voice talking. The problem is that it's easy to notice the voice saying hello, but it's difficult to see that no matter what the voice says, it is still just a voice talking and you listening. There's absolutely nothing that the voice can say that is more you than anything else it says. Suppose you were looking at three objects, a flower pot, a photograph, and a book. And you were then asked, which of these objects is you? You'd say, none of them. I'm the one who's looking at what you're putting in front of me. It doesn't matter what you put in front of me. It's always going to be me looking at it. You see, it's an act of a subject perceiving various objects. This is also true of hearing the voice inside. It doesn't make any difference what it's saying. You are the one who is aware of it. As long as you think that one thing it's saying is you, but the other thing it's saying is not you, you've lost your objectivity. You may want to think of yourself as the part that says the nice things, but that's still the voice talking. You may like what it says, but it's not you. There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. If you don't understand this, you will try to figure out which of the many things the voice says is really you. People go through so many changes in the name of trying to find myself. They want to discover which of these voices, which of these aspects of their personality is who they really are. The answer is simple. None of them. If you watch it objectively, you will come to see that much of what the voice says is meaningless. Most of the talking is just a waste of time and energy. The truth is that most of life will unfold in accordance with forces far outside your control. Regardless of what your mind says about it, it's like sitting down at night and deciding whether you want the sun to come up in the morning. The bottom line is the sun will come up and the sun will go down. Billions of things are going on in the world. You can think about it all you want but life is still going to keep on happening. 
In fact, your thoughts have far less impact on this world than you would like to think. If you're willing, if you're willing to be objective and watch all your thoughts, you will see that the vast majority of them have no relevance. They have no effect on anything or anybody except you. They are simply making you feel better or worse about what is going on now, what has gone on in the past, or what might go on in the future. If you spend your time hoping that it doesn't rain tomorrow, you're wasting your time. Your thoughts don't change the rain. You will someday come to see that there is no use for that incessant internal chatter, and there's no reason to constantly attempt to figure everything out. Eventually, you will see that the real cause of problems is not life itself. It's the the commotion the mind makes about life that really causes problems. Now, this raises a serious question. If so much of what that voice says is meaningless and and unnecessary, then why does it even exist? The secret to answering this question lies in understanding why it says what it says when it says it. For example, in some cases, the mental voice talks for the same reason that a a, a, a tea kettle whistles. That is where there's a buildup of energy inside that needs to be released. If you watch objectively, you will see that when there's a buildup of nervous, fearful, or desire-based energies inside, the voice becomes extremely active. This is easy to see when you're angry with someone and you feel like telling them off. Just watch how many times that inner voice tells them off before you see them. When energy builds up inside, you want to do something about it. That voice talks because you're not okay inside and talking releases energy. You will notice, however, that even when you're not particularly bothered by something, it still talks. When you're walking down the street, it says things like, look at the dog, it's a Labrador. Hey, there's another dog and and that cat and that car. He looks a lot like my first dog, Shadow. Whoa, there's an old, old mobile. It's got Alaska plates. You don't see many of those down here. It is actually narrating the world for you. But why do you need You already see what's happening outside. How does it help to repeat it to yourself through the mental voice? You should examine this very closely with a simple glance. You instantly take in the tremendous detail of whatever you're looking at. If you see a tree, you effortlessly see the branches, the leaves, and the flowering buds. Why then do you have to verbalize what you have already seen? Look at the dogwood. The green leaves are so beautiful against the white flowers. Look how many flowers there are. Wow, it's so full. What you'll see if you study this carefully is that the narration makes you feel more comfortable with the world around you. Like backseat driving, it makes you feel as though things are more in your control. You actually feel like you have some relationship with them. A tree is no longer just a tree in the world that has nothing to do with you. It is a tree that you saw, labeled and judged. By verbalizing it mentally, you brought that that initial direct experience of the world into the realm of your thoughts. There it becomes integrated with your other thoughts, such as those making up your value system and historical experiences. Take a moment to examine the difference between your experience of the outside world and your interactions with the mental world. When you're just thinking, you're free to create whatever thoughts you want in your mind. And these thoughts are expressed through the voice. You're very accustomed to settling into the playground of the mind and creating and manipulating thoughts. This inner world is an alternate environment that is under your control. The outside world, however, marches to its own laws 
when the voice narrates the outside world to you, those thoughts are now side by side in parody with all your other thoughts. All these thoughts intermix and actually influence your experience of the world around you. What you end up experiencing is really a personal presentation of the world according to you, rather than the stark, unfiltered experience of what is really out there. This mental manipulation of the other outer experience allows you to buffer reality as it comes in. For example, there are myriad things that you see at any given moment, yet you only narrate a few of them. The ones you discuss in your mind are the ones that matter to you. With the subtle form of pre-processing, you manage to control the experience of reality so that it all fits together inside your mind. Your consciousness is actually experiencing your mental model of reality, not reality itself. You have to watch this very carefully because you do it all the time. You're walking outside in the winter, you start to shiver, and the voice says, it's cold. Now, how did, how did that help you? You already knew it was cold. You're the one who's experiencing the cold. Why is it telling you this? You recreate the world within your mind because you can control your mind, whereas you can't control the world. That is why you mentally talk about it. If you can't get the world the way you like it, you internally verbalize it, judge it, complain about it, and then, de- and then decide what to do about it. This makes you feel more empowered. When your body experiences cold, there may be nothing you can do to affect the temperature. But when your mind verbalizes, it's cold, you can say, we're almost home, just a few more minutes. Now you feel better. In the thought, in the thought world, there's always something you can do to control the experience. Basically, you recreate the outside world inside yourself, and then you live in your mind. What if you decide not to do this? If you decide not to narrate and instead just consciously observe the world, you will feel more open and exposed. This is because you really don't know what will happen next and your mind is accustomed to helping you. It does this by processing your current experiences in a way that makes them fit with your views of the past and visions of the future. All of this helps to recreate a semblance of control. If your mind doesn't do this, you simply become too uncomfortable. Reality is just too real for most of us, so we temper it with the mind. You will come to see that the mind talks all the time because you gave it a job to do. You use it as a protection mechanism, a form of defense. Ultimately, it makes you feel more secure. As long as that's that's what you want, you'll be forced to constantly use your mind to buffer yourself from life instead of living it. The world is unfolding and really has very little, little to do with you or your thoughts. It was here long before you came, and it will be here long after you leave. In the name of attempting to hold the world together, you're really just trying to hold yourself together. True personal growth is about transcending the part of you that is not okay and needs protection. This is done by constantly remembering that you are the one inside that notices the voice talking. That is the way out. The one inside who is aware that you are always talking to yourself about yourself is always silent. It is a doorway to the depth of your being. To be aware that you are watching the voice talk is to stand on the threshold of a fantastic inner journey. If used properly, the same mental voice that has been a source of worry, distraction, and general neurosis can become the launching ground for true spiritual awakening. Come to know the one who watches the voice, and you will come to know one of the great mysteries of creation. And that's it. That's chapter one of the untethered soul by michael singer 
And, uh, you know, perhaps some of these things that he said uh, are new to you, uh, new ways of thinking about your relationship with your mind. Um, But ultimately, I hope it can just show that sometimes we can create more discomfort for ourselves too, you know, and it all, all that stems from like our inner trauma, our inner fear, whatever it might be. And that's why to take that inner journey is so powerful, life-changing because you allow yourself to really reflect on what needs some healing from your past so you can move forward. And before I close off, I always like to think of this when when I went through my uh, depression and when the anxiety I was experiencing was really intense. I remember just being in a room and just, I remember just feeling so bad, right? Just, just not the best. And then I remember as I was reading all these type of things and getting into meditation and all that, I started to reflect how, you know, that room around me was still and that there really was not much that was different, really, because I wasn't feeling well. But then the moment I started to heal and and uh, just feel better about myself, that same room almost, it was still there the same way. And in that experiment or in that reflection uh, or, in, you know, in my own journey, I saw what a difference it made when I didn't feel good about myself versus when I did feel good about myself. And really, really, the only thing that changed was me. So if you're new to meditation, if you're new to all these topics, um, give yourself grace and compassion. And if you're curious, take a deep dive and allow yourself to explore these topics and see how it can more than likely improve your life so that's my spiel for today um thank you all for listening uh and as always please leave us a review you know we're growing podcast and we definitely need reviews to keep on growing and expanding uh i want to shout out to my co-host i'm so happy i can say that now uh miss uh jr and ayla um, they have two episodes coming out every month now, uh, and they're going to be, and their episodes are called The Conversation. And uh, so if, if you haven't listened to them yet, um, they have a new episode coming out next week, and they have uh, an episode that came out, their first one that came out um, earlier in this month. So super excited to see our podcast podcast grow please tell your friends if you took anything from this and leave us a review like i said so we keep growing so well thank you everyone and i'm excited to get july going um sneak peek into next month is our topic our theme of the month is going to be on wonder and inner child work so i shall talk to you all soon on the the waves is the internet waves of uh existence <laughs> till next time bye